but there's always somebody that's going to be typecast as the group guy, and he is that. I don't care how many times you watch Modern Family. When you see Watch His Face, some people are still always going to think Bundy from Married with Children. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 does, it does not matter. Christian will never be not an edge of shadow. It doesn't matter. Matt Hardy will never be as good or as over as his brother Jeff was. Even if he's better, it doesn't matter. Thank Michael you. Hayes is a good was a good wrestler on his own. Guess what he is? He's a free bird. Yep. He's a free bird. Free bird. That's that's just how it is. And that is Xavier Woods, and that's not a problem. You want to know why? Because WWE considers New Day to be the greatest, greatest tag team in the company's entire history. There's a thousand guys that would kill for that run. So it, it kind of bugs me that people are like, well, Xavier gets misused or he deserves something. Like, in what way was he ever screwed? Like, he wasn't. Uh, you know, Arn Anderson is always going to be second fiddle to Ric Flair. That's tough. But that's the fact. When we thank Horseman, it's going to be flaring on. So I, and I'm not saying you, McCarthy, but like there's this idea of like, well, it's about damn time Xavier got his shot. What are you talking about? They've been tag team champions how many times? Like, there's nothing, there's nothing, like, why is it that being a tag team is lesser? I don't understand Yeah, that. I don't, I never understood that either. Uh, I've so, seen people like that too. It, it, well, and to, to piggyback off that, Xavier feels that way too. Like, yeah, he's getting this singles push, but one of the interviews he did after this, he said tag team wrestling is so important. It makes you a better singles wrestler. Look, like, he look, put tag team wrestling on a pedestal. The only tag the team you should be ashamed of is with Brad Maddox. That's it. That's that. That's it. I'm guessing McCarthy didn't hear you because I... I didn't hear all of it. What? <laughs> I said, and I'll say it again, the only tag team that Xavier Woods should be ashamed of is with Brad Maddox. That run was pretty rough. Oh, that was really rough. I forgot about that. I'm sure he didn't. And frankly, <laughs> if Xavier Woods feels that way, and I respect that, but that's another case. And, I, and look, I know I'd be a hypocrite as a Hulkster guy to, to really criticize this, but that's another case of ego getting in your way. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a tag wrestler because... Well, no, see, you misunderstood. I said he put tag wrestling on a pedestal. It makes you a better singles wrestler. He didn't say there was anything wrong with tag team wrestling. He loves tag teams. I was agreeing with you guys. I I just, I think the wrong guy, like Finn Balor deserves, has gotten more misused than Xavier Woods. Well, the report is. Well, yeah, they but want... that's not what this tournament is, though. Just yeah. because he's gotten misused, he's like, like Monday, he just got a title shot. This and there is, is reports that they are going to push like him. Finn Balor. So we'll see what happens. It sounds like they do want to put him in the big time spot, though. Uh, to be honest, you just you can't do it right now because Big E's the champion, and they they probably want a heel champion. I'm sure once Seth gets the title, that's probably his first feud, because there's still some story there. They never really got to finish the story of him winning the Universal Championship over Seth. Seth. Seth's not getting the title. Are you positive about that? Yes. McCarthy, back me up. Is Seth getting the title from Big E? 
I really want to say no, but I'm scared. Survivor Series is right around the corner, and we know how they love their champion versus champion matches at Survivor Series. And they're going to consider Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns a bigger money draw. Roman Reigns versus Big because of their history. That's what makes me nervous. I don't think he should beat Big E, but part of me thinks that he's going to just so Survivor Series can be that much. No, 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 no. Wait a minute here. No, I have, I clamored. I said, no, you're scaring me. You're telling me. You all know how happy I was when Biggie won the title. Yes, you know how I we called, all were. Yeah, and you know how I called for him to be a face of the company a long time ago. Yeah. You're telling me you both believe that Seth Rollins is going to win this title? Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's Bruiser Nation Productions. Productions.kincustom.com. Once again, BruiserNationProductions.kincustom.com. And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good. Yep. I don't want to believe it. I don't either. History has told us that they're going to pick a marquee matchup once over a title reign. They've done it many times Big e versus with Roman multiple guys. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Big E versus Roman Reigns is the match I want to see. It's a huge matchup. Big E has a huge following. Roman Reigns is at the top of his game as a heel right now. It works better. However, the- WWE booking does sometimes go, oh, let's go for this big match at this pay-per-view, and this is how we're going to get it. The only thing that works in your favor... They don't always really like to book heel versus heel. So I, I I have a hard time believing they're going to book a heel versus heel match. And I don't see them changing Seth anytime soon. And they for damn sure are not going to change Roman anytime soon if they're smart. So that's the only thing that's probably going for you is like, because if Seth is going to win it at some point. If, like, but, but I do if, believe that. But if Seth was going to win it, then we should have just kept on, on Raw and let him win it again. Like, Yeah. I, I just... Y'all want to go big? Then say that. No. No. Damn it, no! I'm sorry. Don't do this, Vince. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> Don't do it! I'm sorry. Because I didn't see it at all until you both said that to me. And now I'm like, damn it, you're right. I hate. I know. I don't, dude. I don't like it either. The second he grabbed that last night, I was like, "Oh, son of a bitch!" That's why I got mad and said, "Where's Edge? I need Edge." (laughs) Speaking of Edge, he defeated Seth Rollins inside Hell in a Cell. What are your thoughts on that match, boys? Napper, I'll start with you. Match of the show, dear God! Incredible, incredible. I've seen a lot of Hell Hell in a Cell matches. A lot of them recently have been god-awful. This was very good. Hey, buddy. I think you're bright. No! Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm over here struggling. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Maybe maybe Edge will screw him over because we're 
probably going to get part four or five of this no, stupid no, rivalry. No, we haven't had a chance to get it off the ground yet. No, we have to give it. <laughs> Don't do this, Vince. <laughs> uh, um, you don't stop a diet after two weeks. <sighs> Gotta give it some time. Not that I know anything about diets. No, right. Exactly. No, this was a really good match, though. Moving on to save you from yourself. Uh, this was a good match, though. I, I like the symbolism they threw in there with Edge super kicking him a couple times and going back to that callback. I thought that was pretty cool. Just the brutality was awesome. Uh, there were a couple of moments where I was like, ooh, that had to hurt Edge. That had to hurt. But the, I, like I said earlier, I really thought there was a point in this match where we were going to see Taker. I don't know why, but I thought for sure that with all the stories of Taker maybe showing up, this would be the match to do it, and he saves Edge and blah, 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 blah. I really thought it was going to happen, but I'm glad it didn't. And uh, this was... He's probably partying with Pitbull. <laughs> I mean, be inside Hell in a Cell, party with Pitbull. Demonic structure, Pitbull. Yeah. I hear you. I'm taking Pitbull. Yeah, I was going to say Miami. <laughs> Um, Mr. McCarthy, thoughts on the Hell in a Cell match? I thought this match was great, but I have a question. Yep. I have a question. I have a question. Yep. Travis, why would Undertaker ever save Edge? I why? don't know, man. Why? Why? Well, just why? Out of respect, man. Out of respect. They hated each other, and they still do. I believe in kayfabe. <laughs> Dang it. Apparently Undertaker doesn't anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No, but this was the match of the show, man. This was great. I think it put everybody in a tight spot, and I think that was needed for sure. Like, everybody that followed, I think this – yes, they always want to go out and put on a good show. But I think how good Hell in a Cell was gave everybody a nice little, like – kick in the rear to make sure that they weren't the weak point of the show, if you will. So, but this was everything Hell in a Cell should be. I can't wait to see them go at it again in a few months because they probably will. But no, this is the perfect way to open the show. I was actually surprised it opened the show. That's that's the one criticism I have. This should not have opened the show. This is too... This is No, that's too much to start. That's You should have put... You should have put King of the Ring or or Queen's Crown at, to start. You don't want to kick off a show with a Hell in a Cell match. I actually disagree. I think this was the perfect match to start off the show to get you excited for the show. When- yeah, it took like I get what you're saying. It took a lot of the energy out because it was arguably the best match on the show. But you don't you, want to put that first. You, yes, you do. You want people to keep tuning in, so they got to look at, hey, I got this match. What am I going to get now? No. Why? It's too, it's too much of a high. You've already... I, how, how do I put this? I get it. They screwed Mansoor and Ali. I get that. No, no. I, I don't care about them. That few didn't matter. <laughs> Nobody did. I, 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 That's why I'm they put it on about, second. Trying to, 
All right, here's a more PG way of saying it. Because I have a perfect way of saying it, but it's not, I can't say it. <laughs> like, and it's not even me trying to be inappropriate. It's just the best thing I can come up with. But this is a more appropriate way. You don't have your steak and then bring me the appetizer. You wet but the, that wasn't even supposed to be their steak. You, you, you wet the, exactly. But when you put Edge and Seth Rollins, two all-time greats inside Hell in a Cell, the only people that could have possibly really followed that on that card are Brock and Roman. But, I mean, let's just be frank about it. Uh, honest to God, if, if you want to, either King of the Ring should have kicked it off, in my opinion, or Goldberg, one of the two. Yeah. Uh, because you, you don't, and don't be like, well, kick, well, Goldberg can't kick off a pay-per-view because it's Goldberg. Bullcrap. Undertaker, Roman Reigns at Extreme Rules when they tagged together for, against Drew and Shane did. So if Undertaker can still kick off a pay-per-view in this era, so can Goldberg. Uh, so I just thought it, I thought it was just a little bit too much too soon. It was a great match. I'm not complaining about that. The only problem is where else would you put it besides the end of the show? I think, in the middle? Yeah. I think, I think you switch out because I think you switch out, if, I, if I'm being honest, where... Ben and Xavier were put it there. You can have a middle of the match Hell in a Cell. You can't middle of the show Hell in a Cell. You can Undertaker and Shane middle of the match, middle of the show I should say. Uh, like you can do it. There's no reason to like Triple H and Undertaker weren't the main event. They weren't the closer. Yeah, have to have it close. I I, I just think the placement is you. You've already went on the roller coaster. Again, I'm trying to say this in the most PG way possible. I think you can get what I'm getting to. You've already went on the roller coaster. You've rode the ride. Why are we now starting to climb up the hill? If you want to translate that into more personable terms, <laughs> woo! It's. Here's your way I can say this. <laughs> I'm just excited to see you keep trying. You start with kissing. That's the most appropriate way <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> there. Point was made. Big Stevie says, leave it to the WWE to have the best possible option given to them on a silver platter and complete me- mess it up. We'll put Big E in a triple threat winner-take-all match. <sighs> Triple threat. Who's the triple with threat? Who, yeah. Big Stevie Steve, you're still watching. With who? who uh, who's in the triple threat? Also, I hope you enjoyed that uh, kissing situation. <laughs> I did. Right. I, uh, I certainly did. But I, did, I, but I thought I did a good job yes. getting it out going all the way. I think he means a uh, Survivor Series. Uh, Seth so Roman and Big E, winner take all. Uh, that would be my guess. That's why. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. Uh, that's that's all I'm saying is, is I think it was badly placed. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, let's talk quickly before we go to AEW about Drew McIntyre. He, we're, we're, we don't need to talk much about the match. It was good. It, but let's also jump a little bit to SmackDown. He beat Sami Zayn. What should we do with Drew McIntyre right now, McCarthy? I'll start with you. What should they do? 
I think they need to position him to go against Roman Reigns. It's the most eye-opening match that they can have right now. It's who Roman, because we need to have someone that we think can beat Roman Reigns with, with Finn Balor gone. It, are there a lot of guys on SmackDown right now that we can actually believe can beat Roman? And it would be a nice brawl like they've been having. So should that headline uh, the day one pay-per-view? Yeah, it probably should, because you know it's not going to headline Survivor Series. Plus, it gives us a nice, long story, because obviously, Drew's there to fight, to steal something from Sheamus. And it would give us a nice, long feud with Drew and Roman to where we finally see them clash on that New Year's show. But how do you make it go? My only question is, how do you make it go so long? Because Roman's not, yeah, he gets help from the Usos, but he's not the cowardly heel either. Like, maybe for like a week, he'll be like, nah, I'm not going to wrestle you right now. But then the next week comes, and he's like, you know what? You talked a lot of smack. I'm going to go ahead and fight you now. But maybe there's a way to, to, to maybe that could be what Drew brings out of him. That way we make look, Drew look more believable. Because right now a lot of people would say, is he believable to some extent? Yes, but not as nearly as what he would be six months ago now that he's had this kind of downward trend. And think about it. like There's not been very many people that have gone after the bloodline. That'd be a good way to get him started. Yeah, what if he just took him out one by one? Like uh, Cena with Nexus. Like you know, take him out one by one and kind of... You don't have to turn and heel, but he used to be called the Scottish Psychopath. Yeah, bring that back. Bring that part back a little bit. Maybe, I don't know. Oh, or even if you don't do that, he's the Scottish warrior. He's got a sword. Cut off the head. You know. There you go. Because you of the table. You could. You're huh? welcome. What? You said cut off the head. I added of the table. You're welcome. Look, not my champion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think you, I think you could start by even even having a confrontation and maybe attacking Paul Heyman. Nah, I think it's more so just the fact that they now think it's wrong. Like back then, it was funny. Now it's wrong. But it's funny. But it's wrong now. But it's funny. I know. He's like South Park, but real person. See, that's the thing that always made me laugh, is we still got freaking South Park on this freaking network that makes fun of everybody, has some of the most outlandish garbage, still on TV, still there. Simpsons, we just talked about it. One of the most longest-reigning episodic television shows in history, still on the air. Family Guy. Guy. I don't know if Family Guy is very much still on the air, though. It is. Is it? Sunday on Fox, or oh. that animation donation thing. I thought they were pretty much Cancel done. Them. Uh, American Remember Dad. what happened last time? Yeah. What? Did yeah. they never cancel them? They brought them back last time. <laughs> they keep coming back. So, uh, but yeah. but I didn't I didn't think they were canceled. I just thought they were just like cut. <laughs> but I I, uh, I I I do. I just and again not. I don't know what Ric Flair or Dustin Rhodes did or did not do, and no, neither do you. And th- maybe those heinous things happened, but it's a maybe. Uh, you know, he said, she said, as he'd say, that don't, you know, that's 
We don't know. And so my point being is this. It's if Dustin Rhodes can be on TV, and that's fine. I don't care. And I, don't, I, I like Dustin Rhodes. I've always been a fan. Then does Ric Flair really got to sit for a year, two, three years before he's welcome back to any company? I just, I, I, I just think that I just wish we as a society would get better because there's a difference between correction and cancel. We can, why can't we adapt and grow? That's what I like to see. All right. I, mean, I agree. I just think they've set precedent. Say it again. I, I agree with you. I don't think like, yeah, what happened was a big deal, but what, whatever happened to learning from mistakes and bettering yourself, yeah. but both companies kind of set precedents for this kind of thing. So they're kind of stuck. So I still am wondering why Dustin's on TV, but the only reason I can think of is the big, big headline from that was Ric Flair did all this terrible stuff and everything else kind of got, it didn't, you know, they talked about it in dark side of the ring, but how many people that are involved in cancel culture even pay attention to pro wrestling, even took the time to watch that entire episode. I hear you, but then on top of what, what Rob Van Dam tweeted about the producers and how things were kind of cleverly edited for him to say things that, or imply things that he really did not imply, you know, we don't, and I'm not saying Ric Flair didn't do these things. I want to make that clear. But I'm also saying we don't know that he did. We don't have any idea. We weren't there. There's only two people that know. Maybe one, uh, because Flair drinks a lot. Only that woman really knows. But Flair says it didn't happen. And RVD, maybe. And Flair says he never saw, or, or Rob Van Dam says he never saw what he said that he said he saw in what seemed like it in the direction of the ring. Oh, well. All right. We'll see Ric Flair again someday, hopefully. Uh, Bobby Fish defeated Anthony Green, uh, August Gray, back in the NXT days. Uh we did get the running because Bobby Fish officially turned heel. So could we get CM Punk versus Bobby Fish? And Travis Snapper, we know that McCarthy's not excited about it uh, because it doesn't have a good story. But what do you think of this? I don't understand why. Why Punk? Why Punk to make the, stay, the save? Because there's no connection with him and Anthony Green. There's really... There's really not any story with him and Fish, except maybe a like, you know, brief history in Ring of Honor. But why are we doing this? Because, like you said, because we don't have a we don't have a plan. We don't. We used up all of our plan with Diary Allen, best in the world. Da 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 da. Now what do we do? What do we do? I don't know what to do. What do we do? Oh, let's put him with that guy. That'll work. Okay, we did that. Now what do we do? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, there's that guy. Let's put him with that guy. That'll work. Month after month after week. Oh, hey, he's not doing anything. Can we put Punk with him? Let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. That'll work. That'll work. Really? That That's our plan? Oh, he's not doing anything. Let's put him with Punk. It could work. It could work. I will say that. I'm glad they're at least putting him with somebody that I feel like could carry a storyline with him. But for there to be a storyline, there has to be a story. What's the story other than he made the save? 
Why did he make the save? Hopefully we get answers to those questions in the coming weeks. But it, like like McCarthy says, like, yeah, cool, he made the save. Why? That's the biggest question you can ever ask in wrestling. Why? I don't know why. So tell me why. Well, let me tell me why. All right. Uh, okay. And so <laughs> let me ask you this. Would Vince McMahon have done better with CM Punk's return thus far? Probably not. McCarthy? Yeah, I don't know either, just because you know how Vince is when people rub him the wrong way and get on his bad side. But I don't know. Maybe. I like to give Vince the benefit of the doubt on this because maybe, maybe he would have had a plan. Because, yeah, CM Punk and Bobby Fish, it's probably going to be a banger. It's probably going to outshine CM Punk and Matt Seidel. However, I don't have a reason other than I always watch AEW to watch this. That That's not why I'm going to tune in. I just watch Dynamite anyway. But your casual fan, there's no story. There's nothing to throw out on YouTube to give us, to buy, take a bite out of, if you will. Oh, he saved some young guy. Hooray! Some young guy that most casual fans have never heard of, not taking anything away from him. Mm-hmm. But most casual fans have not heard of Anthony Green. They just haven't. And so now you're asking questions you don't want casual fans asking all these questions you want to give them the answers to those questions why should i care and this is the part that's that that bothers me about where we're at with cm punk right now they're not giving us a reason to care they did it first because he hasn't been in wrestling in seven years but now why do we care like brian danielson you know why we care Mm -hmm. because he wants to prove that he's the best that's his story right now. He wants to wrestle everybody. He wants to beat the hell out of everybody. And he wants to prove without a shadow of a doubt that he's the best. That's the story. What's CM Punk's story? That I want to do was, this just because I can. Be, I want to be the best. Then it wouldn't be with all these young guys. Even at that point where, where he first came. I want to prove I can still go. Well, then why are you still wrestling green people, bro? Like I said, aside from Matt Seidel and upcoming Bobby Fish and Darby Allen when he first showed up, he's wrestled a bunch of green people. He hasn't touched Ricky Starks. That's a story in and of itself. The one storyline they had with CM Punk, they never finished. They didn't bother. Because he <laughs> could still wrestle Hook. He could still wrestle Ricky Starks. But no, we're just going to end it with Powerhouse Hobbs. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Why he's having random match after random match when we had a perfectly good feud that all you had to do was like continue. That could have gone until December. To this major showdown, like you know, eventually CM Punk punches Taz and Hook finally gets in the ring. Because did anybody else hear people chanting for Hook when Powerhouse Hobbs was wrestling Orange (laughs) Cassidy? Because I did. We want Hook. We want Hook. Give them hook, and you could have, but you blew it. You blew it. Now, how do you get hook involved with anything? Let me, let's let's not on the run. Let's talk about Orange Cassidy. 
haven't they completely screwed the pooch with him? When is it like the joke's not funny anymore? It was a joke they got over like one good time, and now it's a whole it's a whole thing. It sucks. Where's the evolution of Orange Cassie that we were getting and it has come to a screeching halt? What are your thoughts, McCarthy? I feel like it halted after Jericho. For some reason, it stopped. Like he does, I, and maybe part of it is because Trent's hurt. That still doesn't make sense. Chucky e. T's still there. You could have had an evolution. They have it right there. Him and, and Chris Statlander go way back. But they're never like involved with each other. They're never helping each other. They're they're never and you could have done that with the bunny feud, which he was wrestling bunny and the blade was there. You could have done that. You could have made something of that and given us blade versus orange Cassidy. Because yeah, the joke is getting kind of old because they're not following through with what they were doing. Like when he was wrestling above his talent level, at least in storyline and name recognition there would be a point where he'd stop screwing around. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, I talked about it on the show. It's like, that's the new style of a, a, it's his version of the baby face comeback. He's going to screw around. He's going to be lazy. And then, Oh crap, I cannot be lazy right now. And then he turns it into another gear and gets serious, which we saw with Chris Jericho. I think the Matt Hardy feud cool, cooled him down a lot. Do I, do I respect and like Matt Hardy? Of course. Do I think his greatest gimmick ever apart from Jeff was probably V1? Probably. Probably. But he that feud really, really cooled Orange Cassidy because even then, does anybody remember why Matt Hardy hated Orange Cassidy and still hates Orange Cassidy? Like, Adam Hangman Page made him look like a jackass. He doesn't hate Adam Hangman Page the way he hates Orange Cassidy. He's still giving him the, the stink guy in the crowd during the Hobbs match. Like, dude, what, what is going on? Tell us why. Tell us why. It makes no sense. Tell me and you, why. And, and you can't have Matt Hardy go, I think his, his style is too ridiculous. Really, Matt? Really? Really? You've gone pretty far out there. So yes. they, they, they've, they've, they've kind of started to screw up with, with Orange Cassidy by not giving us a reason to care. We cared. We cared. We cared when he wrestled Pac, for God's sakes. Pac, I always do that. When he wrestled Pac, we cared because he had to get serious. He didn't have a choice because Pac will kill you. And now Nothing. Nothing. I think my rant's over. Okay. Uh, <laughs> look. What about you? Uh, is it time to change the Orange Cassidy gimmick? Yes. Yep. <clears throat> Even if you don't change it completely, there's you got to make a change. Well, you got to stop doing the kicks. And, I'm, yeah. I'm, it's it's so played out. I, I thought it was stupid at first, well, none of that. Right. But I, I, I understood that it was... Over uh, that it was over, and it. But now it's just. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just completely borrow from him here. I, you know, I heard Jim Cornette this week say he's the company mascot, and I'm like that's that's pretty accurate to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if I can disagree with that. 
You want to, but you can't. I don't. Yeah, I want to, but I don't think I can. <laughs> he said he's the company mascot that a certain, you know, select core group of people want to see do his thing. But other than that, everybody else is going, come on, do something else. Yeah, because even me, like I thought that's that shtick was hilarious. But then I got to see the the serious Orange Cassidy, and I'm like, um, more of this, please. More of this, please. Um, and I, he, he compared it to, and we all know a guy like this. He compared it to, uh, he said, Lou Albano. He said every time he saw Lou in real life out of character, he said Lou would tell the same joke every single time. Uh, you know, he said, he said, I hope your dry cleaning bill is good because that tie you're wearing is pisser. And he said, eh, not that funny, but because it's Lou, you laughed. He said, but Lou said that to me every single time he ever saw me. He said, by about the 15th time, you go, I knew you were going to say that. And he, he said, that's kind of like Orange Cassidy right now. He said, if you liked it at first, and he didn't, obviously, but he said, okay. But he said, now we're all waiting on something new with Orange Cassidy, and I completely agree. I completely agree. All right. Uh, Eddie Kingston defeated Lance Archer. This match, unfortunately, was known for a real bad spot there. McCarthy, what was your thoughts? I mean, what we saw was pretty good because it's Eddie Kingston and Lance Archer. And I can't even be mad at the result because what if Eddie wasn't supposed to win, but they had to call an audible because of the misrotation by Lance on that moonsault? Because Lance deserves to go longer in this tournament. He's been completely ignored for months. But I can't I can't like go on a rant about him losing because now we'll never know if he was supposed to win or not because at the end of the day and thank God wrestler safety comes first. Didn't used to be that way. And at times it still doesn't. But they called a pretty big audible on this one. Because, yeah, Eddie Kingston versus John Moxley is a big match. But so is Lance Archer and John Moxley. So is Lance Archer and everyone else in this tournament. So I, I really hope that Archer was supposed to win this match with Eddie and they had to call an audible. It was almost too short because of the mistake to really give it a full grade and a full thought process. It was just like over before we knew it because yeah. he landed on his damn head doing a moonsault, which he's done countless times. You just misrotated this time. Yeah, he just misrotated. It happens. I'm just glad he's okay. Uh, ditto. Uh, just so glad because it could have been way worse. Could have been way worse. So glad he's all right. Uh, Cody Rhodes defeated Malachi Black. Oh, boy. He got the win he was itching for. Yay. And and look, I've, I've become a supporter of, hey, if Cody's going to stay face, whatever. But we don't need to squash people or, or hurt their momentum in that process. You took a loss, two losses. Feud's over. Move on to somebody else. What were your thoughts, McCarthy? Um, I thought this was egregious as hell. For one, look, look, look. All the power to him. I, he does all the outreach. He's got a little girl. Okay, okay. I get it. I get it. But get out of your own freaking way, Cody. You're better as a heel. I get it. You do outreach. You do TV shows. Who cares? Who cares? It's not 1996. It's not 1989. We all know how this works. 
We all know you're playing a character on TV. It's okay to be a heel character. Like, because, I mean, for God's sakes, look at John Cena now. He might not have time to do outreach, but he's kind of playing villains right now, and he's being successful. But he can still do outreach because he's playing a role. And I think Cody Rhodes is holding too much kayfabe in his brain for some strange reason. Because nobody wanted to see him win that match. Nobody in that crowd. Nobody at home. And there's no reason for it because let's be honest. Did you guys really see anything all that different between this Cody Rhodes after Arn gave him the lashings and burnt his suit to the Cody Rhodes that lost to Malachi Black in like two minutes? Did you? Yeah. I mean, he did the crossroads through a table, but he's done, he did that to Brody Lee. So that's not even new. It's not even a more aggressive Cody Rhodes. Like, where's the aggressive, mean, angry Cody Rhodes that should have been in this match? Malachi Black destroyed you, destroyed the Nightmare Factory, beat up everybody. Why aren't you lethal and evil and terrible? It makes sense in the storytelling process that he was turned evil. What, what's that old line from Batman? You either die the hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. This is that point where he becomes the villain. And he's not because he's hard-headed and ridiculous. And I love Cody Rhodes, but something needs to change. He's not John Cena. The fans are not going to turn around and accept him and respect him the way they did John Cena. When John Cena was able to get through the booze and get through the 50-50 crowds. And that's the other thing. Maybe if the crowd was split 50-50, I could see still trying to hang his hat on being a face. But they're not. That whole crowd is booing you. That's telling you something. And like I mean, the- and, and, and take away from what he said about listening to the fans. That's Pro Wrestling 101. You listen to the fans when you're out there and you make changes accordingly. That's just Pro Wrestling 101 right there. That's like third month. So why aren't you doing that? You've been your family has been in this business for decades. Why aren't you doing it? And, and like I don't the- even care if he's like a tweener or an anti-hero, but he's the same Cody for no reason. But we need we need a change. He doesn't have to go full villain, but he can't keep trying to be John Cena of AEW. He just can't. It's not going to work for him. And the sooner he realizes this, the better. And the biggest thing for me when comparing him to John Cena, because honestly, that's the that's the closest you can get to. Sure. As somebody who's a clear-cut baby face that never changed. John never complained about getting booed, to my knowledge. He wanted it. Go ahead. He never went against it. He never told them, you know, he never stood up and puffed out his chest like, I'm not going to change. He just came to work and did his thing. Like That's the difference between Cody Rhodes and John Cena. Cody Rhodes feels like he has to comment. He has to explain himself. John Cena never explained himself. He just said, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Eventually, down the line, he explained why he never did it. 
But in the heat of the moment, he never explained why he continued to stay babyface. He just did it. And like like McCarthy said, you know, he, he fought through the booze. Cody isn't fighting through the booze. He's fighting against the booze. That's the difference. That's why Cody will never work in this instance, because he's going against the grain. He's going against the fans. He wants them to accept him instead of him accepting that they're booing him. Uh, I do want to say one thing uh, in Devil's Advocate. Uh, John Cena has said the reason that he'll play these villains in movies and not in WWE television is he thinks it's easier for the parents to explain to the kids because wrestling's not quite. That's uh, not John Cena. That's somebody else. <laughs> well, like in terms of of your uh, of wrestling and movies are really are viewed, and I I think properly, but we can debate that another day. Properly viewed as two different things. You know, movies viewed as full fledged acting. You know, so it's easier to to tell a child, well, he's just completely acting. Where with John Cena, the 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 WWE star, it's tougher to say he's completely acting. I'm saying to to the child. Again, we can debate all day long if it's the same thing. I, uh, that's a different time. Uh, if I may uh, interject, go ahead. It's not hard to tell your children that fact about pro wrestling. I've done it. For as long as Jason could understand. It's not hard. You just have to be willing to have the conversation. Just like you would have the conversation about your kid's favorite movie star taking a role as a villain. Or Santa Claus. That's, that's not who he really... I let Jason figure that out for himself. You, But it's, it's not a hard conversation. It's Wait, not. figure out it's, what it's, for himself? Absolutely nothing. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome children that probably aren't but maybe watching to the turnbuckle probably shouldn't leave, be probably. leave those leave those milk and cookies for santa he gets hungry um but it's not a hard conversation like i don't believe anything is a hard conversation with your children the hard conversation is making it age appropriate but you have to be willing to have numerous conversations with your children because if you don't, they grow up with a blind over their eyes and they don't see how the world is. They also don't open up to you. Uh, sorry, I should have said PSA for all the parents out there that think it's hard to have conversations with your children. It's not. Damn it, I, you people. should have told me I need to prepare a graphic for this. They're, they're, they're just smaller people. If I had known we were going to do PSAs with Bruiser McCarthy, I would have prepared more. I didn't didn't see this coming, okay? It just happened. They're just smaller people. You just have to make it age-appropriate in words that they will understand and words that they know. It's not hard. I did it with Jason his entire life, from pro wrestling to everything else that's important to me and the real world. You just have to make it age appropriate. Get down on their level and be willing to converse and not tell your children. You converse with them. That's how we learn. That's how people learn. Conversations, repetition, proper training. I can go on and on and on. It's not about telling. It's about conversations and examples and why this is and why this happens and why you shouldn't do this and and why do best friends in wrestling beat the crap out of each other more than someone that they're on screen with is supposed to hate each other 
because they're closer. They trust each other more. I had that conversation. I was like, watch this. Watch these two beat the crap out of each other. You know, they're best friends backstage, right? They hang out all the time. The best one would have been to show with Sean and Marty. Oh, that would have been a good one. They, they were not friends after that time. <laughs> I don't think they were friends before that, but they definitely weren't after. Um, well, I disagree that wrestling is like a movie. I didn't say it was. I'm just saying that it's not hard to have that conversation. Uh, that's why I hate about, two matches. I want them to die. I mean, they kind of have. The only the only cinematic match I will ever be in favor of is Mick Foley said he could have one. That's the way he could have one more match. I can live with that. Okay. Just What about like Sting versus uh, Tully? No, get in there and do it or don't do it. Okay. You can do it. If you're cleared for bumps, go. <laughs> uh, I'm what about Taker that- and Sting? No. I don't want any more Taker cinematic matches. No more. Just let no. Because Taker was but right about that. Taker die. It's don't get in there then. <laughs> um, it's I, I okay. Um, Moving on. Anybody see Cody Rhodes work under a mask at the AW Dark Tapings? Nope. McCarthy, yeah, I didn't see that either. You didn't see it. I saw what you sent, but I couldn't really. Gauge what the hell was going on. I want you to Google that real quick. I'm doing okay. it. Okay. I want you to Google that real quick, boys. He's now part of Too Fast, Too Fuego. <laughs> too Fast, Too Fuego. He's working under a mask. Are you seeing this, Napper? I'm working on it. Okay. Oh, dear God. Why? That's what I want to ask you, gentlemen. Why? Why? Because he loves Fuego del Sol too much. That's why. No, seriously, why? Why why is he a a masked luchador all of a sudden here? I don't know. Why was Hulk Hogan? I'm showing Cody Rhodes. I have that mask in blue, and I bought it on the cruise. That was years ago. I have proof. Now, this is stupid. This is dumb. What are you even doing? Does he think this is going to help Fuego Del Sol get over? No, it's going to get him laughed at. Because he's probably going to be more over than Fuego Del Sol. Is this how he wants to get over? Is is this it? He's going to join a tag team with Fuego Del Sol? Yeah, they're called Too Fast, Too Fuego. Yeah. Uh, McCarthy, thoughts? I hope he turns on Fuego Del Sol. stupid. Stupid. It. You know what? I'm going to say it. It insults our intelligence, for one. For one. Are we that freaking stupid? Do you think we're that stupid? To not know that this is Cody freaking Rhodes? Stardust. It, I just don't. I, I just I, I just can't. I, I just can't. He's upset by the day. I'd rather see CM Punk wrestle with no story for the next six months than see that. So you won't be watching this episode of Dark? I don't ever have time to watch Dark. Get serious. That's hard on this show. This insulted my intelligence more than Mr. America. Tell you what, (laughs) as a child, I believed that, brother. (laughs) 
No, I, I, I was eight years, like seven years old watching that. And I, I, was, I was a little hulkster, as you know. Yeah. And that when, that, when Vince showed that clip of Hogan raising up his master, because we all knew it was Hogan. Like, yeah. Was yeah. When Vince showed that, showed that clip of Hogan raising up his master, real talk Hogan, my heart sank. Remember the lie detector? As as a little kid, you don't know this business is a work. I was so nervous because I knew that was Hulk Hogan. And I said, what's he going to do? How's he going to get out of this? He's going to be banned forever. I was so worked up. And my, I remember watching that clip of SmackDown when Vince revealed the week after in, in the dark segment that Hogan had revealed that he is Mr. America. I was, oh, I went Hulk, no. I, I couldn't believe that Hulk was so stupid to make that mistake. I was so mad. Uh, back when wrestling was real to me. Still is, really. Uh, that's why I get so damn mad. This is worse than Juan Cena. Ah, I forgot about that. Juan Cena. <laughs> I did too, but this article that I'm reading mentioned it. It's like, oh yeah, that happened. Well, here's hoping that Too Fast Too Fuego has a great run. <laughs> what do you think? Tag champs, McCarthy? Tag champs? Oh god. Oh dear God, no, please. Like that would be that would be egregious. egregious. I, I want to see it just because I want to see McCarthy's reaction. I'll, I'll buy a Too Fast Too Fuego shirt if it happens. On the shop at I might, you. I might have a coronary if that happens. That's exactly why I want to see it. <laughs> I, I'm looking at it on Twitter. <laughs> like the first comment. Why would somebody, Why would they boo somebody they haven't seen before and is clearly making their AEW debut? Really rude of that audience. It's sad. I know. How could they? How it's, it's terrible. All right. Speaking of usually terrible, uh, Monday Night Raw. Usually terrible. Wasn't terrible this week. No, it was not. It was three pretty good hours. Don't you agree, Mr. Napper? I do. Mr. McCarthy, wasn't Raw great last night? McCarthy. I think he's dead. We killed him. Okay. He's gone. All right, so Seth Rollins survived. Oh, wait, no, there he is. All right, fine. McCarthy. Can you hear us? Oh, great. Well. Well, he's working that out. Okay. Seth Rollins survived a grueling fatal four-way ladder match to earn a WWE Championship opportunity. What'd you think? Wait, are you asking me? Sorry, my stuff was being stupid again. Ah, it's a good thing that he said something because I was muted anyway, so I'm glad I noticed that. Yay! No, he was asking me because um, we didn't know what was going on with you. Uh, the Raycons were being dumb. <laughs> it's okay. I Like we were talking about earlier, I think it's a, it's it sucks because I was kind of hoping it would be one of the other three. Is it the worst thing in the world that Seth Rollins won? No. Yeah, it's going to be cool. It'll be a fun match, probably. But it does kind of... It falls back into that it's the same damn people all the flipping time. Give somebody else a shot, please! 
So it does kind of suck for that. It was a great match, though. Um, it kind of sucks that it had to happen on a Raw because, like, every commercial break, I was like, no, something cool's going to happen. And then they came back from commercial. That kind of takes me out of it a little bit sometimes with those matches. So I didn't appreciate that. But I still thought it was a pretty good match. A lot of good spots, especially with Ray in there. I thought it was cool they included Ray. I don't know why they included Ray. I didn't understand that part. I get it. He's a former world champion, but um, Ray, you haven't exactly done anything any time recently. Worthy of a WWE championship spot. So why are you in this match? Just because you're a legend. Okay, cool. I mean, Goldberg gets tired shots off that. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. Bianca Belair de- delivered a painful statement to Becky Lynch in pursuit of the Raw Women's Championship. I thought this was the best Bianca's ever looked on the microphone. It was incredible because there was a level of truth to it. Uh, matter of fact, I think she surprised Becky by how good she was because Becky looked a little... Looked it's a little shook. I don't mean in terms of like, wow, that's really true, but like, I wondered if she knew she was going to go there, kind of. So, McCarthy, what do you think? I thought I agree with you, hundred percent. Her best promo to date, and I'll be honest, I kind of hope Becky didn't know she was going there. Like, she might have been like, because you know, it's professionalism to be like, I might go to some pretty bad places. Just a heads up, but you also can't tell them exactly what you're going to say. So I hope that that conversation happened, but she didn't tell her what she was going to say exactly. But she was like, I'm going to lay into you. And Becky was probably like, okay. Well, what were your thoughts, Never? I agree. Uh, my only thing was I, I loved the promo. Didn't like the fight. I thought the fight was clunky. The kendo stick shots and everything, it was just, it seemed like it it was either rushed or they just they weren't connecting. It made it a little less like believable. So the fight kind of took me out of it a little bit, but I will agree with both of you. That was the best promo Bianca Belair has cut since she's been on the main roster. And I it, I was starting to get nervous because of the way the promo was going. It's we've had this continuous thought that maybe at some point she needs to turn heel. I think if she continues the way she just continued last night, she'll be fine. Um, but it, it definitely put her in the top spot now. Now I believe her as a ch- as a challenger. Let's see where this goes. All right. Uh, Keith Bearcat Lee defeated Cedric Alexander. Quick question, gentlemen, because there's not much to say on this match itself. Do you have, an, uh, do you have any issue with... The Hurt Business pretty much being fed to Keith Lee. Napper, I'll start with you. Absolutely. Absolutely I do. Why? Why? We just brought them back in what was probably the biggest surprise of the year for the most part. Oh, my God, the Hurt Business is back. Wow, they're back to give Bobby Lashley? All right. They're losing again. Yay. I know we just had Bobby lose to uh, Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Why are we having the Hurt Business lose to everybody again? Let this be a dominant faction again. Even if Bobby doesn't get the world title anytime soon, they could still make this a pretty damn big uh, faction. Have Bobby win the U.S. title. Have them win the SmackDown or the Raw tag team titles. That'd still be a pretty big damn deal. 
But no, we're going to have them keep losing because they're associated with Bobby Lashley. They can't possibly look strong. But to be fair, they're still building Bobby Lashley like a star deal with that. But that, that see, that's, that's the point. That's the point. That's the problem. Like, you're going to build Bobby Lashley as this godly man, and his cohorts just get to be there. Like, they're kind of just there. They're cannon fodder. We don't care about them. Uh, McCarthy, what are your thoughts? Um, it's egregious as hell. Like, yeah, you want to make Keith Lee strong because, you know, aside from him getting sick, you mismanaged him poorly. Mm-hmm. But do we have to feed the hurt business to him? Like, isn't that hurting the tag team ranks at this point? Because obviously he's going to go up against. Uh, gotten so riled up Shelton Benjamin Mm -hmm. that and we know he's going to rip him apart too I like seeing angry Keith Lee but why is he tearing through established stars like this maybe single stars but shouldn't Cedric and Benjamin be trying to wrestle for the tag team championships Aren't, aren't they a tag team Per se. Yeah, why was that triple threat a triple threat and not a fatal four-way? Well, you can't have two four-ways. Why not? Crazy. I agree because it's totally different because one's a tag team and one's a ladder match. And you could have made it a fo- fatal four-way tag team elimination match and all kinds of craziness. There's but always no. room for four-ways. Yeah. Four four-ways? Skyline. Skyline. Sky. See? He got it. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, all right, RK Bro retained the Raw Tag Team Titles against Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode. A quick question: Did the right team win? Yes, I don't think so. McCarthy, what say you? Tiebreaker. Yeah, and then Paul Heyman gets fed up with it and goes back to Brock. But I think, yeah, and then I think you he systematically destroys the Usos, and then you know, what if it's Survivor Series? He beats the Usos in a two-on-one handicap match. And for then, an opportunity to maybe challenge for the te- championship, day one. Um, so I, I just think, I, I think that's the best bet. I don't know what else you do with it. Because the only other thought I can have is that's what I was thinking. Like the only other thought is intercontinental. And to be honest, I don't want to see Shinsuke lose it yet. But I, then again, Shinsuke's not really doing anything with it. Yeah. I, I, Matter of fact, I, I think that's a better option. I think maybe like, Drew versus Shinsuke would be, be a great option. And, and It'd be a good match. As an championship run. What do you think? Uh, Drew is an Intercontinental Champion, McCarthy? What are your thoughts on that? You know what? I'd like to see that. He'd be able to elevate the Intercontinental title, and it'd be a nice little throwback to his first time with the company. The chosen, the chosen one shall one. rise again. Shattered dreams, man. We're just, or broken dreams, not shattered dreams. Broken dreams. Broken dreams. Chatter dreams, something else. Yeah, that was that was. We'll get to him. Uh, <laughs> so that that dastardly person. So I want to ask you a few questions, McCarthy, because you missed a little bit uh, before you were able to join us. Do you can still consider Survivor Series to be a big four pay per view? No, I don't. What's your big it's four now? Be. I don't have. A, I have a big three. I have a big four. Survivor Series has fallen off. It kind of it it went the way it went so far away from how it was created 
that it's barely even Survivor Series. We get like two five on fives, and it's all about brand supremacy because everybody cares. And then everything else is champion versus champion. We need more five on fives for it to be Survivor Series. We put money in the bank in that spot. Yeah, I guess you could see that. But even that's getting to the point where it's like you saw it on Monday. We basically had a money in the bank without calling it money in the bank. Uh, I mean, he's true. He's got a point. Like, because they never said Seth Rollins gets this title shot, you know, in two weeks. The the way everything ended, it was like, oh, he can challenge this whenever the hell he wants. But it's, you know, a folder, a business folder instead of a briefcase. It's it's lighter. It's you know it's not as heavy to. It's, it's a it's, new coat of paint, sir. That's all it is. It's okay? more convenient. What can I say? More can it's more convenience. It might be lighter, but uh, you can put all of your things in that briefcase. Who you wants to pair knee pads in there? You can have your your headphones. You your can work put phone, I guess slime and spray phone. paint. I mean, see slime and spray paint. Whatever they used, whenever they basically slimed Seth Rollins. You put some Gatorade in there, you know, everything you need in that briefcase. That business folder, that's going to hold the contract, some loose leaf paper, and a couple of pens. You think Hornswoggle would fit in there? Oh, certainly. In the briefcase? (laughs) Yeah, why not? (laughs) I'm going to hell for that joke. (laughs) So, question, McCarthy. When's the last time you cared about Survivor Series, and what can they do to bring back that Big Four vibe? I haven't cared about it for a while. Like, I don't even know how long. And it it just needs to be more five-on-fives. And they don't even have to be like, oh, this click versus this click. It can be like how it used to be, where it's like five random dudes. Yep, First five random dudes that are on the same show. I think that's what hurts Survivor Series the most. They're so focused on this brand supremacy thing that we get invasions for a month. We get, you know, one men, two teams of men, two teams of women, one from each show, right? And then when it's over with, there's nowhere to go with the story. You can't create more feuds out of the Survivor Series matches, if you will, because now they're on different shows again. Like I think they ce- that's what's hurting it. Like it's just a spectacle. <laughs> they celebrate not- their win like the first week, and then that's it. Yeah, and then that's it. And that even that, like, who cares? Like, I want to see feuds come out of this. That that was the whole point of Survivor Series: get a bunch of people, big names on the card, put them in elimination matches, and create feuds out of it. You had Biggie and be- Keith Lee stare down each other, and nothing came of it. Nothing came of it. I mean, and how many times now, how many years in a row has it been, you know, one show's team completely dominates the other one for no reason? So now you're weakening one show while uplifting the other one. Why don't we just keep the five on five? Like, sure, have SmackDown and have Raw be on Survivor Series. But can we keep the Raw guys versus the Raw guys and the SmackDown guys for the, versus the SmackDown guys and, and pepper in the big titles? Maybe just the world champion versus the universal champion and the two women's champions. And that's it. That's the only interpromotional we really need because that can create something maybe down the line. But you're going to get a better story out of 
10 guys on the same show because who knows you might come out of that with feuds i'm talking to the writers here not you guys because you know how the you know how this works you could get a feud out of these matches that you weren't even thinking of because they just kind of match up and have instant chemistry it's like oh we're revisiting that one i'm sorry sir are you implying that wwe writers don't know how this works Yes, I think they have like six writers that know how this works because they have like great storylines at the top of the card and then everything (laughs) else is like, eh, we're just going to throw things at the wall and see what happens. Well, let's hope this is the Survivor Series that turned it around, Mr. McCarthy. Wouldn't you agree? I I certainly hope so. You still Uh, love the Survivor Series. I'm not holding my breath. Be hopeful, damn it. Yeah, don't be a negative Nancy. Yeah, we're only going to do that here in a minute. Any I'm not a negative Nancy. I'm a negative Nick. Any, any <laughs> final thought on on anything we've talked about in this first hour before we move it on, or this, this second hour, and before we move it on to AEW? Anything you want to touch on that we haven't touched on? Anything at all? McCarthy, is Charlotte Flair done in WWE? I don't think she's done. I think some fences need to be mended. It's 2021. We can't be having Brent Hart, Shawn Michaels situations. This has got to get fixed. There you go. All right. I think that was everything we were going to ask him. Okay. Before we yell at him. All right. So. What? What did I do? Nothing. Nothing. Oh. Yet. You're a great man. So. Let's talk AEW Dynamite, shall we? We want to remind you as we head into this third and final hour, this is to the turnbuckle. Presented by, presented by Bruiser Nation Productions right here on Heel Turn Wrestling on Facebook. Again, if you haven't liked our Facebook page to the turnbuckle, please do that. We would love that. If you're still tuned in, please give us a share. Give us a like. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, we go live each and every Tuesday, five to eight. Uh, we're also cross posting on Score on Air Network. Again, be sure to check out BeGoneAir.com if you're interested in doing what we do, which is uh, being in the media industry. And uh, <clears throat> always be sure to listen to the flagship show, the Bruce Chris Podcast, the only podcast that brings you pro wrestling to years. How'd I do, McCarthy? That was perfect. All yes. right. Let's talk a little bit more about the Tony Khan, Eric Bischoff War Words, because they have continued. Bischoff says that Tony Khan is manipulating data uh, to like prove this war is on their side and things like that, you know, with the, you know, the demos and all that sort of thing. And he says, and I'm just going to say it, I am quoting here. I'm going to say it quietly because Wanda is in front of a, this window. So I'm going to say it quietly. He says that CM Punk has, and I quote, Shit the bed since returning to uh, since coming to AEW. What do you think, Mister McCarthy, about this Tony Khan, Air Bischoff war words? It's I mean I never thought we'd see this, but here we are. Uh, and has CM Punk taken a dookie in the bed since coming to AEW? Disgusting. I'm, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna start with that one. I don't think he's pooped the bed if you will oh is, come on is it what we ex- okay i don't think he shit the bed if there you, you will. go eric, eric bischoff right now is just looking for clues he's just saying whatever 
He doesn't even give a shit. Doesn't care. He's playing a character like the rest of us on these podcasts. He does not give a shit. He just wants people to click on it and hear what he has to say. As far as the manipulating data, okay, how do you manipulate data that's already manipulated because it's not a true algorithm of who's watching what and when? There's like 40 to 50,000, and I did research about this before the show today. There's 40 to 50,000 Nielsen TV homes in this country. They use that to create an estimate, to estimate some more. They don't include streaming yet. They don't include apps yet. They just announced 12 hours ago that they're teaming with Roku to help improve their numbers. I'm honestly, I'm sick of it all from everybody about these ratings because they're not real numbers and I don't give a shit. I don't care. You know what these numbers are for? What they're really for? For how much you can charge advertisers. That's what these numbers are for. Why do we all fucking care? Why do we care? It makes no sense. Who cares what the ratings are? They're not for us. They're for people to grab money. That's all they're for. Yes. I'm so clipping that when I get home. Uh, wow. I care. I researched it, and then I got even more irritated. Why do you care? You care just so you can yell at him. Yeah, well, I, I, I care. We, we care because it makes content for this damn show. True. Because <laughs> you two can't we get along. We, we don't talk about the, the dwindling raw ratings all the time. Don't we? Don't He's we? got hey, a point. Who makes, hey, who makes the rundown, though, man? I wouldn't talk I about it. I mean, you, know, you make the rundown. Good job of it. <laughs> And he called you little, not me. I, I made the run because it's a topical conversation among wrestling fans. <laughs> who we're trying to appeal to. And you're sitting over there having a meltdown. Because you guys like my meltdown. Because you're right about advertisers. You know, advertisers like, I don't know, a pizza cutter spot during a Domino's commercial. That was just a happy accident. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't very happy. That's Nick Gage's entire career. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> True, though. I guess he's going to be back on AEW at some point. That's all. Anywho, all right. Look, do I think Eric Bischoff is probably trying to get a little clicks? Yes and no, because he's been very supportive of Tony Khan because he doesn't like Vince either. Like, doesn't. Wouldn't anybody want to see the Vince fall more than him? Like, because, hell, he was reduced to groveling to be in the role of GM. But, all kidding aside, it is a case of, once again, Tony Khan, and, and we talked about this last week, we'll talk about it this week, probably talk about it next week, because Tony Khan, for some reason, um, is suddenly like a teenager going through puberty. He can't take any bit of criticism, and he always feels the need... Like, because he's been great for for two years. He was above that. For two years, he was above it. And I'll give him credit for that. He took a lot. He took a lot of shit. But 
now he it's now he wants to take on the world. All of a sudden, he's gotten too big for his britches. When you're still in terms of relevancy, like in really an overall popularity, because the reality is. We still don't know how great AEW is as a product because to some degree, some people watch AEW and think they're the greatest thing ever just because it's not Vince. There is a large portion of those. Well, it's not Vince, so it's cool. Hal McCarthy's one of them. Some days. I don't think that's true. Well, of course you're not going to think that's true. Well, no, I've watched WWE programming for years. Almost as long as you guys have been alive. I mean, and of I course you have. You're 92. I was going to say every bit of 98. And but and and the only thing that's I've that's coming from all this nonsense is that we're getting better stories in WWE, and I give them credit for that all the time. I when was the last time, other than like Goldberg winning the title and Vince releasing people, that I've gone off about WWE? Not very often. I support, I support their wrestlers. AEW hasn't pissed me off yet. Give it time. Give it time. <laughs> Look, here's why we still watch all this crap. Because we do this show and we love each other. Behave yourself. <laughs> yeah. We all suffer through this every week. Like, like a family, damn it. I suffer through this crap on both sides every week for you guys. <laughs> oh, who am I kidding? I'd still watch it. Yeah. But I watch it to such a great degree because I come in here every Tuesday and I love this show and I like to tell McCarthy just how wrong he is. And I just like watching. And to think I Yeah, shut up, Switzerland. You guys for like the rest of my life on some level. I don't know how we're gonna do this. I I feel like I need to start buying a t shirt that just says Switzerland. My blood pressure can't take it. I got it. Switzerland on wheels. When when the only thing that is, when the only thing that is big shit is Rampage every Friday night. Yeah. 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 Rampage was was good last week. A rerun of SmackDown outdrew Dynamite. Yeah. I mean, that's true. According to the, you know, averages and numbers that everybody makes up, that's true. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's that's why I because it's not accurate rest- representation. Like, I'm, I'm totally hold fine. Hold on. Hold on. If that replay beat AEW, it is what it is. It is what it is. But like I said in my rant, these aren't real numbers. I'm not They're real not. either. And yes, hooray. If if a replay from SmackDown, you know, if they beat AEW with the numbers they have, good. Okay. It, it is what it is. It is what it is. That's not my issue. The issue is, is these aren't real freaking numbers. Maybe they beat AEW Rampage even worse. And we'll never know because they're not real numbers. They're averages upon aggregates upon this upon that because Nielsen picks and chooses and does this and that and only certain people are Nielsen TV families. And, you know, if, if you're watching it on your phone on Hulu Live TV, you don't count. Whether it's SmackDown or Rampage or Dynamite or Raw. 
Oh, it don't matter. That's, I mean, I'm sorry, man. I, I just read the article like two hours ago. <laughs> I don't matter. Sad face. You matter to me, Travis. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> you didn't say Logan mattered. He wasn't complaining. I had to make <laughs> you feel better. Oh, that's. Now you need to make me feel better. Make you him feel better. You matter too, Logan. Thanks. Yay. Happy thoughts until we all yell at each other and rip each other's heads <laughs> off again in like two seconds. So we're really going to do this show for like the rest of our lives. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, probably. Woo-hoo! Okay. Fine. But yes, on the CM Punk thing, I think you're, I think you're partially right. Has he been a failure thus far? It's not been a failure, but it's been pretty bad. Um, it, we had this discussion last week where it's like it, it's starting to overcome its well. It's it's starting to outdo its welcome. We all said that where. It's not, we haven't completely lost hope, but the fact that they're not doing anything with it after what was a hot start is concerning, very concerning, because you have arguably the largest bullet in the chamber on your roster, which you used for a month, and now you got nothing else with it. That's it. But things might be getting better. They might be. They might be. Watch Dynamite. Things might be getting a little better. So. We'll talk about that in just a moment. First, I want to ask Mr. McCarthy a question regarding this. Has CM Punk been a failure thus far in AEW? Don't worry. That question's coming. Give it time. Just just another minute. I don't think at this point he's been a failure. However, if they don't give us a story, I don't care. Who it is. Do we all want to see him and Colt Cabana? Sure. Yeah, we do. Hell yeah, we do. But I don't care at this point. I need a story. And Bobby Fish isn't going to cut it. No offense to Bobby Fish. But that's not a story. CM Punk coming out to defend a young dude. That's not a story. No, I want a feud, a story, a reason to watch CM Punk in the ring. Not just... Oh, hey, he's wrestling this guy. And and no qualms to Matt Seidel. That was probably the best match CM Punk has had so far. And a lot of this is attributed to Matt Seidel. But can we get some story? Like the one thing I've always said about AEW is that their stories are pretty damn good most of the time. But they don't even have one for CM Punk. And it's egregious that they don't have one for CM Punk. It's not that hard. He's one of the best talkers in the history of the business. They have a plethora of heels on that roster. Young heels on that roster. There's absolutely no reason why we're getting CM Punk matches for the sake of CM Punk matches. All right. Uh, I, for one, am excited to see Bobby Fish versus CM Punk, but we'll talk about that in just Oh, I'm, I'm excited, too. I just want to see a story. I need a story. I need something. I hear you. I hear you. Well, let's 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 talk about another subject. Speaking of stories. Let's talk about another subject here for a moment. Let's talk about Dynamite, kind of. Brian Danielson defeated Dustin Rhodes in this world title in the tournament, right? Yep. Mr. McCarthy, I have a question. Oh, God. Given 
And I know that the fine folks at Vice TV didn't cover this. But given that Dustin Rhodes in the original lawsuit documents of the plane ride from hell was accused something uh, accused of something just as egregious as our beloved nature boy. Uh, why is Dustin Rhodes on TV? Not that because I have a major issue with it, it, but you said on this show last week that Ric Flair probably won't be used for at least a year by anybody because of that plane ride, yes? Because they didn't cover Dustin. That's why. Ric Flair is the dude that died on the cross, so to speak, for that plane ride from hell. I said there's a lot of dudes that shouldn't be involved right now because a lot of dudes did some terrible things. Because, yeah, what Ric Flair did was terrible. What Dustin did was terrible. Mm. Almost killing everybody by getting in a fight in a freaking airplane when you're 285 pounds. That's pretty fucking terrible. Great way to go, though. <laughs> I mean, I guess. But, like, it's, it's they crucified Ric Flair. They did. They knew that would be the big story coming out of it, and they crucified him on it. That's why Ric Flair won't be touched. And I really said that towards WWE because of the history that they showed when Hulk Hogan had his issues. They would not touch him with a 10-foot pole for like two years. Three. They're going to do this. Three. See? Three years. They're going to do the same thing to Ric Flair. And if Tony Khan doesn't want to be – how can I put this? Um, hmm, it's the best way to. I don't think there is a good way to put this. Um, a liar, a fake, um, a bullshitter, he can't either because he said Hulk Hogan can't be on his show. A hypocrite, there's yeah, but I think mine was slightly more fun, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good word, that's a good word too. I don't know why I couldn't think of that word, but like. I want to make something clear. I don't have an issue with Dustin being on TV. No. I, I, it doesn't mean I support what he may have done or didn't do or whoever, but I also understand that, dear God, it was like two decades ago, and um, we're, with the grace of God, it could always be somebody else. Could you know? It's a, we can't punish people forever, and I'm not a believer in cancel culture. I'm not. Like, if, you, if I got an issue with somebody, I'll, I'll change the channel. Because obviously I go pretty far on this show sometimes, sometimes too far, and I, I've owned that. And and usually it's all in the sake of I'm trying to be funny because I'm a, I'm a fat guy with a fat guy complex. I want to be funny, uh, you know. Name them: Chris Farley, Kevin James, fat guys. We fat guys, we want to be funny. Sometimes I go, it's all we got left, man. It's all we got left. I I I go too far sometimes on this show. These guys are stuck with me bravely because uh, there's there's been some cringy moments. Uh, I mean, I can understand. We all can't all be beautiful and funny. So I guess I, I, I can you. see what... That was cringy all so, in itself. So, do you have an issue with Dustin Rose being on TV? And I don't really like it. But, like you said, 20 years ago, that's why I think this whole Ric Flair thing, like we talked about when it all came out, it's terrible. Yeah. But... I'm so sick of cancel culture like you guys are. Like, I'm so sick of time. 
So because I because I and I and I said this earlier on the show, I went to an NWA show this weekend, as you know. And I I don't I I didn't have any NWA gear related directly to NWA, and so I dusted off my Ric Flair merch because I was like, what else do I have that's related? And I was worried, obviously. Am I going to get some gawk, some some you know, some comments, some some bad things, and may, perhaps rightfully so if if Ric Flair did these things? I didn't get. I got nothing but compliments. Nothing but compliments. Uh, I got. I mean, I'm talking about thirty to thirty-five people were nothing but complimentary. Is it possible that that? And I'm not excusing what Rick did or did not do or Dustin did or did not do, or wasn't there, don't know. Is it possible that, that the people that get into cancel culture are a small minority as far as really wanting to, to erase people and never see them again? I think that's fair. I think it's a oh, small it's, but vocal minority. It is. It's a very small and mo- vocal minority. Look what they tried to do to Dave Chappelle. That is true. That's true. I mean, I don't want to die on a soapbox, but, like, he wasn't saying anything hateful. And it's Dave Chappelle. He makes fun of everyone. If anybody shouldn't like him, it should be, like, white people because he makes fun of us the most. But we laugh, and it's okay because we think it's funny because he's a comedian. That's his job. Like I said at the beginning of the show, we are equal opportunity to make fun of our errors. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Like, so and, and you, you know, and, and to take it a step uh, further, like just to defend my, we'll my, my dude Chappelle a little bit, like he makes fun of everybody equally, like most comics do in this day and age. What did you say? Not like just oh, I was just defending my dude Dave Chappelle a little bit more, gotcha. saying that he ma- he makes fun of everybody equally. And he always has, and he always will. Like, like I guess my question with that, and I'm still going on tirade. Have these people never seen Dave Chappelle before? Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com. Once again, Bruiser Nation Productions com and remember Bruiser Nation, stay good because I'm always good yeah, the right team won because we're not ready for RK Bro to be over yet, there's still some legs in this I get why you why you say no it's, like, it's, it's obvious they're going to face it mania, can we do something different can we do something that isn't obvious Yeah, I get why you say no and to a degree I did want to see them win I would have loved to have seen the one because I had the same thought last night and my immediate brain went, can we send these guys to NXT please? Because they're being horribly, horribly mismanaged. Same as her business. Uh, yeah, you know what a big fan of Dolph Ziggler am, so I'm sure that plays it. And I, you know, I'm a big fan of Bobby Roode. I, I want to see him have a singles run, to be honest with you, because at some point they've completely screwed that over. He should have been vying for every singles title there ever was in WWE, and he never really went after a single one. When, when I when I watched him in TNA back in those days, uh, when he went when he turned on Beer Money and, and turned on Jim Storm, and they had his big run as champion, I thought, man, he's this generation's Triple H. That was the highlight of TNA. Yeah, I, I, 
that was the best decision that Bischoff and Hogan made mm-hmm. uh, as far as their booking goes, was they believed in Bobby Roode and put the bell on The only other one that it was really, like, I enjoyed Aces and Eights. I did. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a good storyline. Um, the other big thing they did that came out of that, that was Bob or Bully Ray getting the title. That was the only other decision I thought they made during that time that was actually a really good decision because I thought he, he showed he can be a really good uh, single star. But, yeah, Beer Money and Bobby Roode, like that whole breakup and everything. It was some of the best, like I said. It was, Beautiful. It was probably truly the best booking the Bishop and Hogan did there. All right. So, with that, we, we've got to move it along. We've, it's time for us to wrap it up. So, to do that, we've got to make some Halloween Havoc predictions. As it hits the airways right now. All right, MSK and Imperium are going to spin the wheel for the NXT mm-hmm. Tag Championships. Who's going to win this match? I think Imperium wins it. As do I. Mr. McCarthy? I agree with you guys. NXT Imperium. wins the tag team title match, climbs the stairway to hell at Halloween Havoc. Who wins this match? I forget who's in it. Uh, Toxic Attraction who is who mm-hmm. I think is going to win it. I do too. Uh, and then, oh, who the hell is it, McCarthy? Help me. I don't know who's all in it either, but I think a toxic attraction wins. Yeah, I'll go with that. Uh, oh, isn't it Caden and yeah. Uh, Casey? Yeah. yeah. I still toxic think that. I agree. Toxic. Sure. Uh, and then Gonzalez is going to face Mandy Rose, of course. I think Mandy Rose gets it done. I think Raquel gets it done. What about you, McCarthy? I'm with you, Logan. It's Rose's time. And finally, NFC champion Tommaso Chop is going to take on Braun Breaker. Who gets the W, Mr. McCarthy? Tommaso Ciampa. I'm going to go Braun Breaker. Tommaso Ciampa's done in NXT. Breaker. Uh, you going with Breaker? Breaker. All right. Breaker, Breaker, 1-9. With that, gentlemen, any final words? Uh, I do have one quick thing I wanted to touch on that I forgot to touch on. Uh, so there was one piece of history that was also made on top of the other two women's matches in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I thought like, having six women involved in that pay-per-view was a huge step towards at least Stephanie's goal of being over. Yeah. And the women's goal of being over there. That's huge. Because remember, first they wouldn't let them. Then only one match. Now we're getting two matches. One of them has three women in it. We have a referee who, what, she did the Hell in a Cell. She did the women's title match, too? I think so. Yeah. So, I mean, those are big time I think time she definitely matches. did the women's matches. Those are those are big time matches that she was involved in. And she's, she's breaking grounds as, you know, a, a female referee, much like Aubrey Edwards is. But mm-hmm. this, is to, this is on another level of what Aubrey Edwards has been able to do because of the situation that was presented to her. And she didn't look like she was scared. She didn't look like she was didn't belong. It didn't look like, oh, crap, we need a female ref. Let's just pick somebody. Like, she's gotten to this point from her hard work. And maybe because she's surrounded by, you know, the, their pay-per-view calendar and, you know, we women are allowed 
I don't want to say allowed. Women do a lot more in this country than Saudi Arabia, where there's a lot more restrictions on women in Saudi Arabia. I, I think that made more people take notice of what she has been able to do just as a referee in professional wrestling. Yeah. So, but I saw that on Edge's Twitter. I saw it on Facebook actually too. So I definitely wanted to point that out because that, that was pretty cool. I agree. Any final words, McCarthy, before we bid farewell? Uh, no, I'm just tuning in to Bruce Cruz Podcast, the only podcast that brings you pro wrestling for your ears. And tune into Bruce Cruz Podcast Macabro. We're covering ancient alien theory this week. Yeah. All right. And uh, we, we will be on that uh, zombie luchador deal. Yeah. It's, it's not a zombie luchador. I don't want to give it away, but you know what I'm talking about. We did zombies last week. All right. Well, I did zombies last week. Okay. All right. Well, there's a luchador story gotcha. that we're doing. Okay. All right. Next week. It comes out next week. I don't want to give anything away because it's shocking. Send me my okay. lines. All right. I have, I'm still writing the ancient alien lines. I can't send you these lines yet. Okay. I'll send them to you Saturday. Just All right. That's fine. Uh, we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> all okay. right. With that, ladies and gentlemen, again, I, as I always want to end by saying, look, I know that uh, times are tough. And I know that, that it's a it's a crazy time out there, but we're we will get through this. Uh, getting a little colder out, as you can see. I'm I'm sporting a nice big Reds hoodie. I uh, wish they were in the World Series. That's not the case. Maybe next year. Uh, with that, I just want to remind you: please do something to make somebody smile each and every day. You don't know what someone's going through, and and what a little gesture could mean. Uh, and if you need a friend, don't be afraid to reach out to us. I, I feel compelled to say that with Kylie Ray again announcing this week that she's stepping away from wrestling for a little while for mental health issues uh, to handle that. So, again, if, if you need a friend or if you need to talk to somebody, don't be afraid to reach out to us. There's no doesn't mean we'll have all the answers or say what we want to hear, but we promise that we do care about each and every one of you. And uh, the world is much better with you here than than uh, otherwise. So with that, I'm going to go watch NWA Power. And I love you, Buckle Brigade. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. We'll see you next week right here, 5 to 8. Same bad time, same bad channel. Till then, take care. God bless. Same buckle place, same buckle time. Happy Halloween. Ooh. Happy Halloween.